like to think that I'm the microcosm of the macro that's taking place. So mm. at some point in the in the macro. What if I told you you're the macro? Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! How many more bodies do I have left to hold that one? Okay, so you go hold that one. <laughs> <laughs> Making worlds, sharing the ones we've already existed mm-hmm. in, and connecting with people mm-hmm. like on a random, but like yeah. the community exists yeah. and the archive exists mm-hmm. and the lineage exists. Mm-hmm. We just need to find each other in mm-hmm. it. Hello, 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 world! Welcome to Art Meets a podcast. I'm your host Paida, and I'm joined by Precious Mone, your other host. Today we are joined by Michael Jacobs and Minyaku Mashilo, who are two brilliant artists based in Cape Town. And we just had a great conversation with them. It is going to be the bee's knees of a conversation. We get deep into African spiritualism, world building, and what's on the other side. You will get your life, catch your life, lift your life. Amen, hallelujah. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for that rousing intro, Pida. Um, She's not wrong. Today, we're definitely having a really lovely conversation with Manyaka Mashilo and Michael Jacobs. Um, In relation to the art practice, we dive into existentialism and Ubuntu and consider how those two ideologies either speak well to each other or are polar opposites. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoyed recording it. I think, you know, you you also, when you get so busy with being the thing, right, um, and making the thing that mm. when you're now asked, it's like it's like looking at yourself and the thing now mm. differently. Okay, so like, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, mm. and it's not that you haven't thought of it or you don't think, but there's a language you use for yourself. And the moment I found, especially in the beginning, when it was when I had to share what was happening or what I was doing with other people, I found that, oh, well, how do I then convey this feeling or Mm. how do I convey this experience that I'm having through the work? So, um, yeah, so it was quite, you know, since we started emailing, I've been in a different space and thinking about it has given me goosebumps in some instances because there were times where making was a response to something that was Mm. happening, Mm. you know? Um, And so, yeah, like I said, I'm a level five lockdown romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Take me back. (laughs) You know that church that's out in the (laughs) bubble? That's, that's the one where everybody quits their jobs. Oh my god, when I say that, we were praying for level lockdown again. Literally, because it was, yeah, man, I just feel that, and I know it's been said at nauseum, but that disruption was so necessary. It really was. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, that it was necessary, and it's crazy how you don't realize how much you need isolation. Mm. Not necessarily isolation, like, you've been shunned, but just. Stillness and quiet, mm. like you need it, mm. yeah. Mm. But I think it's interesting, like what you're saying about having to be asked about your work. Yeah. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I was practicing, I struggled mm. to talk about why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. It just it's intuition, yeah. And it's like you're not asking me to explain my spirit, and I don't know how to yeah. do that in a way that is art speak or mm. is 
academic yeah. or it's just I'm feeling something and I yeah. need to do it. I don't even have answers for why I'm doing it, but it just feels right and it, it looks good too because aesthetics are fine. Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Response to spirit is really, it's very complicated. Mm, yeah. But, and you're right, it takes a lot of isolation to really like, push down all the things that I, I, I was reading this book, I can't remember which one it was, but it was about the power of just like selecting your thoughts mm-hmm. um, over the other. Cause I have this problem <laughs> if it starts here, <laughs> by, the, by the end of the sentence, I've like, said 60 things and I'm like, yeah. what was your point? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And also having like, like you said earlier, you were responding to things that were happening. Um, but sometimes I feel so overwhelmed by responding to things happening, you know, around me. Um, it's mostly a response to to spirit, like you were saying, like needing to mm-hmm. to if something that's happening around me is really deep and it comes by, like knowing that I I've got some sort of ritual that is going to keep me sane through that mm-hmm. is kind of why I do the work that I do, do you know what I mean? Or why I I need the isolation to be able to do the work because there's a part of sanity within um, figuring out your identity and through identity comes a lot of community, I think. Mm-hmm. Or without community, then it's, it's, it's a struggle to build on that. So all those things are linked together. There's like isolation, but you can't do it too long. Like yeah. you have to dip in every yeah. now and then to have like to almost be validated that you're on the right track, but you're not feeling these things alone, you know, which yeah. is, I think, the yeah. the Ubuntu part of, yeah. of the, yeah. the, the topic that we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. I get that the, the community part is... It's a thing because it has to happen in tandem with that which is so intimate and so personal. Mm. And so, again, it's like... Okay, so we are now thinking about ourselves in relation to to those around us. And for me, it was I was doing it. I haven't done it yet. Sort of looking ahead, I've always done it. Is it retrospectively? Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about the relationships I had mm. and how I was showing up. You know, and what the body I'm in, mm. what kind of chemistry it was bringing to uh, community building in the various relationships mm. that I had. Um, and I suppose it was evident in the gender I was working with um, in my work and as well as um, exploring things like uh, desire and in a way repulsion, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and so that's why some of the figures in some instances some people have described them more as grotesque or intense or they become spectacle because mm-hmm. I was also thinking about the times where a normal engagement with somebody or friend made the sight of my body feel like spectacle, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're doing these things because like life's happening, right? Mm-hmm. You're waking up every day and you're laughing and you're connecting and you're and then all of a sudden it's like everything's put on hold and your body which i was also experiencing as a place of memory you know mm. like 
was now starting to remind me because there was nothing interrupting. There were no interruptions. Oh. How did you feel when you were friends with this person? And I was yeah. specifically looking at uh, relationships with other people that were in the same body as mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so specifically male relationships. And, you know, how, again, like how did I show up? How was I consumed? How was I experienced? Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I'm reminded now when you think of, when thinking about the question of the existential and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, Mm-hmm. I haven't, I'm still looking at, I'm forced to consider now looking ahead, uh, taking that conversation in a bit further and consider space, mm. um, creating space. I think collage as a medium is powerful in, in terms of like world making. Oh, yeah. And I thought Ooh. that I was doing that in the beginning, but I wasn't. I was deconstructing my body to put mm. it back together again. Mm. You know, I was. Uh, removing the gender that had been assigned to it and like trying to think through mm. like what is it what do I call myself in that mm. regard I still I still haven't engaged <laughs> I myself in it's that your life's way. work right <laughs> I I am still work. thinking about it mm, the, yeah. you know and it's because I mean, we we exist in such a um English, like a surveilled society, yeah. that mm-hmm. how you show up is up for mm-hmm. discussion. Yeah, you know, other people have access to mm. that conversation about how you mm-hmm. show up. So I've always been kind of like, well, I'm not going to really talk about my bits and pieces mm. and how mm. I feel. I know that there are days where I wake up and I'm here for the maleness mm-hmm. of this body and how it performs its voice mm-hmm. it's how people perceive it and then there are days where i'm aware that i know i'm interacting with somebody now that cannot process mm-hmm. the feminine energy that they're getting from me mm-hmm. i can see it mm-hmm. that they are kind of like what is this what is this yeah yeah you know and so yeah yeah yeah, that's to start. a <laughs> to start yeah. to continue. <laughs> I don't even I like. I was literally that. thinking. I was like, do we even ask these people? Questions? <laughs> that's what I was just like. Yeah, y'all can yeah. just go ahead. Um, but I was wondering about like the void aspect in your work as well. Like you're talking about like like these non-gendered bodies mm. or your body that's you kind of mm. undoing gender. Like are the spaces for you non-gender that you're creating in the work? Is the void? in your work like a non-gendered space mm. so the in 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 some of them they are i mean i there's you know some work that with the backdrop is just it's black and yeah. i think what it allowed for was just really highlighting this figure that's being or this construction rather that that's that's coming to the fore but with uh, some of the other work uh, that's kind of the mixed media work with the circular repeated circles, um, I was quite fascinated by the pseudo-psychology that is trypophobia. Oh my god, I have that. I have that. I can't look at it. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the walls, though. Uh-huh. So this, yes, this, 
experience that I remember seeing your your just the repetition in your work yes. and knowing exactly yes. it's like when especially when you deal with figures sometimes yes. like in my work I I completely like to take the body away it's yes. it's it's usually like if there's any form it's usually the form of a clothing or yes. something yes. in it which completely disintegrates um as it as yes. it trickles down but then you get into this when you have then that void that you need to fill, it's usually filled with like mm. this repetition of mm. like meditation that yeah. can like you know it 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 um trans what's the word yeah English transgress yeah no I'm like it 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 just becomes whatever yeah. at the end and then you look back and you almost see all the stress about wow. that that like the body and everything that you're trying to like avoid in within that, in space. that space I always feel like that's what happens with me I leave certain spaces open mm-hmm. and instead of just leaving them black I try to you fill them fill in them. with a lot of like line work or mm-hmm. or, or any kind of line the work repetition and repetition is something else it's very, very meditative for me very meditative yeah. very cathartic but I think it's interesting what you said about trypophobia because I thought yeah. about what you said before about like this repulsion or yes. like whatever because I think mm-hmm. there's people who do see re- repetition as not meditative but yes. it's the opposite. It, yes. It's almost mm-hmm. frantic. Almost yeah. feels rushed or panicked mm-hmm. or like, you know, like if I could almost like physically describe this what do you call it? Like when like you talk about how molecules never stop moving. Mm-hmm. Like, like vibrating. Sort of, mm-hmm. Yes, like this vibration, this dissonance. Mm-hmm. Like and I think that's what's interesting. For some people, you see the meditation. You're like, mm. okay, there's a process here. There's a thinking through. But for others, it's like, this is manic. This is manic. And like, you can almost feel it in your body. That like, I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. manic looking at it. And, mm. and I think that also speaks to, just to get back to the topic, as, especially as black bodies, we, we're constantly trying to make space for ourselves mm-hmm. in some way, the office space, personal space, mm-hmm. relationship space. And so we're caught between the meditative and more caught between the manic. It's mm-hmm. either or dependent on, mm-hmm. on the circumstance. So as artists or practitioners of a creative space, mm-hmm. you're kind of trying to make space mm-hmm. for yourself, mm-hmm. either through the work you do, the writing you do, the clothes you wear. And I do think we're predisposed, if we're talking about existentialism and Ubuntu as black folk, to mm-hmm. create worlds because mm-hmm. we don't really have a choice because the one we're in doesn't like accommodate all of us like yeah. every part of who we are hence me constantly going back to you know what I'm saying mm. Earth is ghetto I want to live <laughs> can we go to other worlds yeah. because this one is not yeah. enough for all of what we yeah. are yeah you know so. yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's like that like what you're talking about how you have to define yourself um, in this world like it's very limiting in that way it's limiting yes. and that's but so this is the interesting thing is that there's almost like this um suspension that's experienced you know being you know i mean i can only speak from experience you know being in a black body that's 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 this (laughs) (laughs) this there's that 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 tension you know that constant uh cycle of uh we spoke about it uh the meditative, the cathartic to the manic. Um, mm. And that takes place, there's that kind of, is it a dichotomy or a, what do you call it? Like a spectrum, a spectrum. Mm. that you oscillate between constantly. It's um, And I see it a lot with, you know, religious practices, especially in Christianity, because I grew up Christian, you know, there was such a divide between the, the body that the Bible said I, is the body that I'm in, in the sense that I'm created in God's image, so forth and so on. And the body that 
does things that are categorized mm. to be sinful. I always say the same body that can get on its knees and exalt and mm. acknowledge an essence that's higher than itself is the same body that can perform other acts that are intimate, you that's know, true. and that are, dare I say, that are sexual, that are intimate. And it was always moving between these states of like, that space because I grew up in a, in, mm -hmm. a, in a Christian church and then even after I'd left, well not left, even after I built on top of my mm -hmm. <laughs> Christianity, yeah. added yeah. some other layers <laughs> to it, yeah. made it a bit nuanced, made yeah. it a bit complex, yeah. <laughs> added some other gods to it. You know, I, I was confronted with, you know, that spectrum mm. and just how many spaces can this body occupy yeah speaking you about know. uh christianity <laughs> earlier you said that church in the yeah. and i come from that church <laughs> and for me what's crazy is i really struggle to sit still like yeah. you'll notice just don't look at it now like, <laughs> you know, I, I really struggle to sit still my body aches yeah. when i sit still when i when i'm still i feel like internally and externally yeah. i ache yeah. um and that comes from i think um so for me i see a lot of spirituality in movement mm -hmm. and i've you know I've, I've i've always um uh concentrated on it being like a very specific like ritualistic like mm -hmm. dance or whatever that i experienced in the church like mm -hmm. you know um when we'd go even praying doesn't like i, I went to my white friend's church and they sat on a chair mm -hmm. as they prayed and they prayed and they sat very still and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> what's happening <laughs> And I tried to, you know, I tried to explain <laughs> that at my church, when people prayed, some people jumped out, yeah. some people so were like, what's happening? Oh, There's yeah. so oh, much yeah. happening and it's loud. And like, yeah. we get excited as our, the like this energy builds yeah. and it's that energy building as a community that really like almost feels us to go back to like whatever the hell we're dealing with outside of the yeah. church and there was a lot of like we're not allowed to speak about what's happening in the church yeah. so there's also like going back home you have to sort of like abide by certain things so there's a slower pace but there's always like this i need to move i need to move you know um sorry i can't remember my point was <laughs> i just wanted to no, put that out that was great you're speaking oh, yeah. about we were talking about this these states of the because i spoke yeah so very manic and yes. yeah and also one, one, this body is the thing mm -hmm. that uh acknowledges or performs mm -hmm. exaltation um but in the same breath and this is where I feel, and I'm I'm sorry, Christianity, I'm not coming. <laughs> but I also can I just before you finish, yeah. can I acknowledge that as people raised in the Christian faith, we always have to apologize. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Like, oh my like, god! Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. not coming for you, but it's also we've, um, in some ways, again, just looking at you know figuration, and I think. Are any practice, artistic practice that's interested in how the body exists or mm. how the body humans exist is quite fascinating for me because mm. obviously you, you have this thing that just sometimes does its mm. own thing and shows up in its own unique way. Um, but the experiences that we've had with religion in a way, you know, they mm. kind of, they fix that like mm. you become just this fixed thing and then when you are performing something that is natural mm. 
the dissonance that takes place between your body and your mental space mm. and all the other soft bits that mm. different people call different things is also quite fascinating yeah. for me. And I think that's why the whole idea of trypophobia, the whole idea of a pattern that um, invokes a, a response of, of repulsion, mm. you know, um, also think of dissonance within self. What happens to the body when, or your bodies, when you start experiencing a contradiction between you as your mind, you as your physical body, mm. you as your emotions in all these different spaces that mm. we, that we, that we occupy. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I, I'm here. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for practices that do that. I think mm. it is important to, I don't know, is it, mindfulness but I, I like to think of spirituality as something that teaches me how to be in this body mm -hmm. um, and I'm very much interested again in how we speak about spirituality and artistic practice like is is creativity mm. a spiritual thing practice mm. right I think I think it I think it can be because there are a lot of things that we at well, in, in my research that I've done, a lot of things that have to do with like a, a spiritual kind of like acknowledgement within body or, or is, is, has been almost like changed over time. Like I went like in the church that I grew up in, which is an old, old church, which, um, you know, has people of all sorts of like hierarchies and whatever. Whenever we came together and we did the things that we did, it was like, like it was mind blowing for me to be within that thing. But when we left the church, no one practiced all these things. The few people that did, that spoke about it, that wrote about it, that that performed it in maybe like their their like I don't know like performance things within like school or whatever choirs, mm -hmm. all these things. When you did it outside the church, they were considered an artistic thing because of they elevated your soul in some way. So taking that energy from mm -hmm. from church or like those ritualistic things that you do and performing them outside, not even performing but just doing them outside, and people who have no access to them, who don't know about them, seeing it as like the special thing, whereas it's like this is a part of like who we are do you know what I mean I feel like there's been a lot of things that have been now described as like art and like oh this is like oh my god and it's like this is part of who we are like the art of making stuff the art of like of yeah. movement of all of these things have been turned into like these like western yeah. like gems mm -hmm. that have value yeah. that um now can be passed around in certain spaces and experienced by people who don't know or don't come from a community that engages in it like behind closed doors yeah. or whatever they turn it into a commodity and all of a sudden we have to pay to go to church like yeah. now to go to church you have to yeah. buy a ticket yeah. and there's so many things that you have to buy to be part of the experience yeah. and it's yeah. like you know what i mean so to call it art yeah. i don't know if that's necessarily the right term but i definitely see the link where people are using their memory of like the ritualistic aspects mm -hmm. and spiritual aspects of their life and mm -hmm. are now um practicing or are now calling it their practice mm -hmm. or their life work or like mm -hmm. are now using it to mm -hmm. communicate themselves the thing i wanted to now ask based on what you just said was let's i'm going to posit this question mm -hmm. are we then as creatives making new worlds or are we reclaiming the ones we always knew existed yeah that was do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's almost as if like 
Because I'm not thinking about this through like a time-based mm-hmm. like way of thinking through yeah. it. Yeah. It's like maybe we're not making new worlds. We just I, accessing. I, we're just accessing. I don't the ones think, that are, like in a yeah. parallel way. We're accessing what was already there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think we are it. making new worlds. Okay. Because the experience you're having now today mm. in real time is not something that's ever happened before. Mm. So you're informed, yes, by your past, by by everything before you, but in existing or, or existing with all this knowledge here right now mm. as who you are with the things you're dealing with real time today is a new world. Mm. That's how I feel like I feel that. you know? So there's a there's a real like because you have to then include all these versions of yourself mm. of your bodies mm. of your 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 past your parents your lineage yeah, your true. whatever mm. and all of that is different times times that you don't know of that mm. that existed that you didn't even know i found out today through my brother that the kitchen that my grandmother that we grew up in and that kitchen a child was buried in that kitchen under the under mm. the stove or the wow. stove is now where the stove is, there's the a grave there. Grave, and yes. so he was talking about how certain parts of the land could not be built on because they actually have to mark. Mm. So my brother and my father have bought land and the work that they first have to do before building is is marking who is where mm. and then making sure that they respectfully, mm. you know, do the process that mm. need to happen. So they, you can't, there's that knowledge. You've lived in the kitchen. Mm. Now you're here. Now, you, you know, you're like, itself. oh, my God, yeah. it's so cool that, mm. you know, I have this knowledge. But like just finding that out changes everything in terms of how you experience that kitchen and like those nostalgic feelings mm. and the memory. So you are existing in new time every day. Mm. You know, that. sorry, that's my, no, no, I, I, <laughs> that's I my version of it. I, I, I agree. I think that there's something that's simultaneously happening, you know, yeah. and whether it's the one sort of drawing from the other, or the one informing the other, mm. um, I think of things like uh, if we look at lineage, you know, if you look at, again, if you look at artistic practice that draws upon um an autobiographical sort of archive or lineage becomes interesting to see what are the things that we that we what is the arc what of that archive what are we pulling from Mm. and i'm also interested in where that archive takes place and Mm. that's why this question of creativity and spiritual practice or artistic practice and spiritual Mm. practice does the one hold the other is the one the actual thing Mm. is Mm. um and even taking it further and looking at people that identify as a spiritual uh, practitioners mm. is creativity or artistic practice a gifting mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is it an actual gifting like divination is or like uh, herbology is mm. or um, shamanism is you know because we've described it and we've articulated it as, as something else yeah. uh, but ultimately what i wanted to say well at least what i'm interested in is the utilization of um those practices as a means to re- reclaim in one way and resist um i think that that space that uh spiritual space or that subtle space can be a space where because I've seen it in certain practices if you if you think about Ubungoma mm. um how you don't know your lineage one day and you're walking onto someone's premises where you're about to uh receive your training 
and you walk out with a full archive of who your people uh, are, how is that not reclamation? How uh, is that not resistance? Because if you think about the colonial project and how it contributed uh, to you know, separating or mm. divorcing us from those lineages. How many people are walking around today not knowing, you know? Mm. And we think about the importance of, I mean, we can go on and on about the importance of understanding and how the West or mm. how, the, yeah, how the West has used provenance mm. to establish and itself yeah. and map itself. To solidify, you know? So those archives. I, yeah. I think yeah. that... Yeah. I'm very much interested, or my practice is also very much interested in, in exploring those spaces, those two things, just mm. artistic practice as spiritual gift mm. and, uh, you know, spiritual practice as a space of, as resistance and mm. reclamation. Mm. Um, you know, that reminds me of somebody I was talking to someone this morning and we were talking about landscapes mm. and how in the colonial project, colonizers would come here and they would sit and they would draw, sketch or paint our landscapes. And that was their way of claiming it. Because mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. the second I document it, it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the conversation we're having, we're talking about an artist specifically and, and how they're currently just taking photos of where they live. Mm-hmm. Nothing special, mm-hmm. nothing composed specifically mm-hmm. like with it, just to say, I'm reclaiming it. Yeah. Mm. And it's just these landscapes. I mean, mm. it's different now because there's houses and, mm. and that sort of urbanization, mm. but they're like this like the simple idea of of taking something purely by making it exist and then divorcing mm. us from our archives. Mm. So we can't claim it or have knowledge or know it was always mm. us. It's a really interesting mm. thing. So I really it resonates with what you were just saying of like just the making or just the doing is the owning or the claiming or the making of of, of the new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I'm also curious about, like, with your both of your practices, how you are using, like, um, the spiritual, spiritual space, but then, like, what is your relationship to the actual objects mm-hmm. that you are making? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a question. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where that paint was made. <laughs> But, um, well, let, let's take out the, the, the kind of, okay, you need to yeah, make yeah. objects because yeah. you just yeah. do for whatever, economics or whatever. Yeah. But, like, yeah. what do the objects do? Are they part of, are they uh, ritualized? Are mm. they just an expression of the spiritual? Do they carry mm. their own... Um, mm. Their own energy, maybe. Yeah, their own mm-hmm. energy and all that. That's a very good question. I mean, I, <laughs> it is, like... I, I can start off by saying that the figures are never, a construction is never fixed. So my work doesn't exist as object, but it exists as archive, because there's something mm. about, yeah. there's also a conversation around mm-hmm. ownership that I was uh, quite, it was almost like a personal, and I don't know, I have that part of me where I'm like, <laughs> so that's what you think. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you make your thing and... You, you make this construct, which is, as I said, never permanent in the sense that this mm. is what it is, it's fixed. Because I've always felt the limbs or the parts were an alphabet and they, you know, they always wanted to talk. Mm. So mm. I always felt like, okay, this is what you're saying now, or this is how you're showing up now. Let me document that via photography. Mm. And also then, in a way, just then the construct is, is yeah. there. So that's the relationship yeah. I have. It. But I always used to fascinate 
be fascinated with people's relationship with what with what they mm. were seeing mm. and how they wanted to own mm. it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, by virtue of you having seen it, and they only ever existed as if I was sharing them, they were only as stories. Mm. Because yeah. there was something about the impermanence for me that like Instagram was good, yeah. you know. Mm. Um and it, it then existed in your archive, in your mm. mental space. Yeah. So then conversations around, oh, I want, yeah. I need to own. And then, and I know there's, there's a conversation around the object itself and uh, the economy thereof. Like, can we talk about, <laughs> can we normalize <laughs> talking about, <Yeah. laughs> about money? About money and yeah, art, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and sustainability, but that's another, that's another, <laughs> that's another whole other episode. But yeah. just to say that, uh, then do you think that the like, uh, do you think that capitalism or the economy has? I mean, obviously, it's disrupted that spiritual space. Uh, the, the two need, um, look, we we can't shy away from the fact, and this is something I said in another program. We can't shy away from the fact that we exist and yeah. we set up. I've actually got a this, in this perfect, Yeah, I've right. got a perfect example of this. Yeah. I went to someone's um, like it was um. I can't remember now what the name is, but mm-hmm. the last ceremony yeah. after you go to school yes. for um, mm-hmm. um and the 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 gift that the school and the, the mentor and everyone took away from after everything had happened was um, a ton of alcohol. Mm. And uh, we know alcohol has existed within like mm. our tradition, mm. like it has yeah. existed, mm. we made a, an abundance mm. of it, everybody's trippy mm. at the end mm. of the day, it's all mm. good. But this alcohol came in the form of like storm and hunters <laughs> dry and like, <laughs> and like, uh, like rooms of it too. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, like hunters extreme and like, bottles of like Jameson and boxes coming out and you know the higher in the ranking of like the spirits then that's like like the the biggest contribution to spirits and I was like this is how it's shifted because yeah. you saw even people um mm. but hence are in like t-shirts with like mm. madonna on them mm. with like beads around it and i was like this is so trippy mm. to see this happening in real time and how like it can still exist mm. within all of these things mm. because like the, we can't we like you said we cannot avoid the fact that we're here we cannot avoid the fact that we have to participate in capitalism and all these things in order to to be a part of the the bigger conversation in a way because this is how it's been structured and and our forefathers our ancestors literally went through so much just so we could be a part of of the narrative of the discussion like i keep saying our like my son's generation and my generation are not the same in that our parents fought to to push us to be part of the private schools. Like, I want you at the table. I want you to have a seat at the flipping table talking about these things. I can't necessarily, but you're going to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we are at the table and we're just like, you can give me the tools though to deal with these people. Because <laughs> it's a lot, do you know what I mean? And in Thalo's generation, hopefully, I'm like, here are the tools, babes. Yeah. I'm doing the research yeah. through my work yeah. to give you these yeah. tools to then go out yeah. there and fuck it up in the same way that back, 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 yeah. back, they've been trying to like mm-hmm. descend the go fuck yeah. it up. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm here for it. you being a good living <laughs> we've got to we've got to in some instances like i said we've got to and i 
I want to use the word reclaim, mm. in other words, because what happens to then, um, you know, situations where there's been a break in that. Mm-hmm. So you have, because a lot of us, you know, you're not born with parents who full on exactly yeah. some of us that are raised exactly orphans, yeah. and we know as as a, as black people the importance of and i'm gonna say it in course of Uzazi, to know mm-hmm. that self like mm-hmm. i mean it's a universal thing but you know the the sense of pride and you know the mm-hmm. the space that home has in terms of who your people are um and again just thinking about history and how history separated us from that whether it was when you arrived here and they gave you a name based on what you looked like Uh, and not what your actual surname uh, was or whether your family due to migrant labor got separated and you grew up without knowing your father's people and your mother's people because then uh, we grow up and we intersect life brings us to points or stages where we kind of you know, for certain journeys, you need to have this information. Mm. So if I can't find it at the spaces mm. that this society that I'm living in now has built, where can I go find, find it? it? Exactly. If the if the matriarchs and the patriarchs have passed on, we are now even even more disconnected from each other by yeah. virtue of this pandemic. Yeah. How do I tell We were having this archives? chat about archives mm-hmm. and yes. how do we how like from and you like what you're saying, we all are coming from different aspects of how you know how everything yes. ended up and like how do we make sure that like the knowledge that we have right now, because before it wasn't possible for them to archive what they yes. wanted, or even if they were archives, they're very painful to look yeah. at. I just went to a bookstore and I went to the black literature and it's just like Soweto uprising all across. That's and right. I'm like, <laughs> you know, is this all that, is, this all that is, yeah. is that all there is in terms of like black photography that you feel is worthy yeah. to like publicize to like yeah. everyone mm. else? So does that mean that this is the only archive I have of my people is like pictures of like, really insane things um so how do we like document our experience that's not social media that's not the internet and archive it in books publish things and you know like it's important for our generation right now to do exactly that archive is so important in whatever form that you can do it to tell like what your experience of the past is doing for you now or not doing for you now you know, but when you like when you're talking about like um like that kind of archive and the kind of knowledge, is it also very? I mean, talking about like familial mm-hmm. archive and history, but is it also for you both? Is it also open to like non-familial relationships? Because mm-hmm. it's question. not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for 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 me, it's. I think familial is a good place to start because remember the familial is also informed by location and mm. geography and mm. so the way i see it is if um you know if i can trace back two generations and figure out just two generations or three generations mm. where exactly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. where where did these people come from what were their lives sort of like informed by? i think the everything else tends to to follow, if I'm yeah. making sense, yeah. you know, everything I'll, else. It's like you create the yeah. roadwork for the Yes, country. you create the roadwork. Mm. So for me, it's almost like the familial world is informed by location. Location is informed by 
uh, community and what was that community yeah. around, uh, around that's exactly it. what we were saying mm-hmm. about you know? meeting people or using what yeah. we have to then connect with people and share each yeah. other's archives yeah. so what if I came to your place and I'm yeah. like um, I went to my friend the other day and um, they had just pictures of their grandparents mm-hmm. and I was like oh crap this looks a lot like this this looks like that and mm-hmm. we just found like a connection in, in um, food mm-hmm. that both our grandparents had like experienced one sort of like food festival mm-hmm. and we were just like that existed back there and they were both there and here we are chatting through each other's archives mm-hmm. so we also need to be open with our archives mm-hmm. to each other we have to use each other our communities right now as they exist to communicate each other's stories because i truly believe deep down that in that people who don't know themselves will find find themselves themselves. there's a lot of like portraits that i do where people are like oh shit this looks like my cousin and like pull up a picture and really it legit looks like i drew that person and it's like what is the connection there which is sometimes the people who want to own these works is like, I really want to know why this person looks like this person and I'm only buying it because of that. So, yeah, like a familiar that archives, but also work. like, it's that so much work, work, but it's so necessary. That is the work. Mm. That but is, is that work. the, um, sorry. Is, sorry, is that mm. like, that's to me, it seems like, um, I mean, the reason why people do that kind of thing is to kind of, I mean, it's sort of like, it kind of goes back to my my whole feelings about like existentialism mm-hmm. and dread, especially mm-hmm. coming from this continent and like um, creating those kinds of connections and like having that kind of archive of knowledge mm-hmm. somehow gives you like a reason for being, I guess, in this present mm-hmm. stage and like, I don't know, it's kind of like an answer to existentialism. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. locates in some way. I think it locates yeah. in some yeah. way there's a sense of of location that takes place for me. I mean, I I'm not being a pessimist, but I had the realization that you know I don't you know when we think of ideas of like nationalism, identity through nationalism and uh, the land, the rhetoric of the land, and the importance of again what again just my opinion. I'm sorry, internet, but <laughs> the importance of you know I think for as a black body the importance of your connection with your body to the earth mm-hmm. you know? because mm-hmm. a lot if you think of a lot of spiritual practices as well if you think of who you're going to go address that has transitioned already the space and the venue where you have to go mm-hmm. address them you can't go address them where you're renting mm-hmm. where your name is on the lease <laughs> you gotta go you know those types yeah, yeah. of things where you gotta go home, go home, 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 home. home and home. so like there's this yeah. world Right, there's mm. that world, and there's this very real world that we live in that mm. says that some of us still are fortunate enough to have the primary home mm. and the secondary home that mm-hmm. we've created. But what about those that have slipped through the cracks? Because mm-hmm. it's not to say that it's it's to say that like those things are still happening in spite of the underground gang is still going to call for hey, you when they need have you. To say the underground in spite gang. of modernization industrialization Mm. social media so it's like how does this same how does this body perform Mm. those connections Mm. and where's the space that you know those worlds are diverging is it on that canvas or on that piece of Mm. paper where uh and that's why again to bring back 
this creativity thing. And yeah. My question to to um what well just thinking mm-hmm. about what you just said, does does um pop, not performing does does your spiritual does spirituality have a location? Like, does it have a definite? I understand our connection to mm. to to land and and certain um, spaces. Like, for example, with the SEC, everyone during Easter, six million people travel to one mountain mm. to pray mm. there mm. for a very specific purpose. With diff- six million different problems that everybody wanted addressed, <laughs> that everybody danced for at, at night. Do you know what I mean? At the head office, on top of a mountain, like we were there. It was hot. It was yeah. dusty. Yeah. It's a mess, you know. COVID, like yeah. COVID, probably started there. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it happened at some point. There was something happening there. There was a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And so, and maybe you know the 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 thing people go there is maybe for the vibration of like yeah. several people yes. moving yes. to one place at the same yes. time or dancing together, summoning. Yes. Um, it's not, you it's, know, it's narcissism. So, in a way, the thing mm, that yeah. the the thing that happens to you if you are somebody that is accustomed to either meditating or praying or being in a uh, state of worship, mm-hmm. that moment where it's almost like you release uh, space mm-hmm. and you release time mm-hmm. and you connect. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and where do you? I mean, it, my thing is, I've, I struggled so much coming to Cape Town with like not having a connection to anything like spiritually like i like i couldn't identify anything mm. near me i grew up in this church where they said mm. it's not acceptable mm. those are not the way that we do things mm. but in having friends and community here where like majority of my community is our spiritual healers or this it looks exactly like how we did back in the church so i'm like this, so this has this christian like western veil on it and we're not allowed to speak about it because it only happens in the church. But mm. everything I experience there is everything I'm experiencing within my friends and my mm. community's initiations and things. Mm. And then at the same time, all six million of those people that would go to the mountain are from different parts of the world. There are people in Zimbabwe. There are people in Namibia. They are, ZCC exists yeah. everywhere, mm. you know, Nigeria. And it's like... Do you like then there's there's this thing of like you have to go to the ZCC church there. But what happens if you're in Canada? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like how do you carry on performing those things? And so what does it mean then to 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 own your spirituality or to even like like to find that community that like enriches you with that energy, with that where you are? Because to be here in Cape Town, to be in a city. Um, or to be not where you're from. Mm. How do you how do you keep that? How do you like keep that ritual? What what does it become in the context that you're in? What what does how do you engage? How do you include your community within what you know about your mm. spirituality without being ostracized or without being like, oh girl, mm. just listen yeah. to Frank Ocean. Please. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or like, so how do you like? But is me, it like internal? Is it like yeah. the internal space? That's why I'm like, does it exist at a certain place? Does right. it exist with in community? Does like how does it? Yeah. How does it manifest? I know it does in mm. different. I mean, in different, in different ways yeah. for everyone, but. Um, like for me, the connection with the land is a very specific one that when I go to certain places, I'm there for like, I'm there for a very specific purpose. But 
it to not be able to have access to that land for a long time lockdown mm, what does that yeah. do to a community what does that do to you internally you know so how yeah. can this exist within us without having to access very physical spaces i think is my question yeah i mean it's, it sounds like um there's the aspect that is like the spiritual being but mm-hmm. then like Still, but but um, still being connected to like a material, physical mm-hmm. landscape that is like this yeah. realm or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there's another space that does not rely on like the yeah. materially physical space. But I mean, history has shown us time and time and again. If you look at uh, even the practices that are older than Christianity, how some ways I think you know uh, there's something about a flexible or a fluid spiritual uh, spiritual practice that allows for survival of that spiritualistic practice. Mm. If you look at how today you have uh, sort of Christian-based practices or churches that incorporate the indigenous some indigenous, mm, indigenous practices, practices. Mm-hmm. and yes, we use. We call things different names based on the construction of that language, uh-huh. but it doesn't mean that they are two different things. So, you know, uh, somebody that practices uh, or that is of Islamic faith refers to God as Allah. We say Tamaku. We say mm-hmm. it just because they don't use Tamaku uh-huh. in a mosque or in a church, it does not mean it isn't God. So there's uh-huh. the very practicals around how mm-hmm. the language is set up to describe the thing that is taking place, I mm. think. And also at the same time, and this is just me putting my 50 cents in, but <laughs> I believe in the micro and the macro. I believe that, you know, I'd like to think that I'm the microcosm of the macro that's taking place. So mm. at some point in the, in the macro... What if I told you you're the macro? Yay! 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 How many more bodies do I have left to hold that one? Okay, so you go hold that one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? I think that these, and especially when we speak about, I mean, I was doing uh, a bit of research for work around uh, figurative painters, and then there was a genre of interpretive, or no, uh, what do you call it? Um, intuitive painters apparently is a thing as well and i think that the intuition plays such a um a powerful part in answering that question Mm -hmm. and like i'm not where i would traditionally be to Mm -hmm. access this but what is the most closest thing where i can access it Mm -hmm. and remember like i think everything institution and institutional exists to keep us away or mm-hmm. separate or maintain the gap that is between us and whatever mm-hmm. however we connected mm-hmm. um, prior and so whether it is that for some reason you are connecting with a particular thing you're connecting with for some people it's going out into the garden and that's connecting with God mm-hmm. for them it's as simple as you mm-hmm. want to see God go outside to the garden if you mm-hmm. have that you want to connect some people happen upon different things some people have mm. a specific relationship with water or with nature so forth and so on and so i think that intuition plays a big 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 role in it because what are we going to do not be aware of an existential self or a higher self because now we live in 
uh, apartment complexes and mm. we only go home maybe mm. once a year if so and then when we are home there's this disconnect between the self that lives in the city mm. and the self and the expectation that... of the home self <laughs> yes yeah. and now like you have yeah. this internal thing where you're like oh my god I'm like oh, I'm so middle class oh, me. Oh, oh. someone said to me when I was I'm talking about um, we're going to be talking about this topic they were like for me, this exists. That word um, seems like a very Western thing because to remedy it, um, you like this, like particularly you, you, you're accessing very material things, very Western things, versus Ubuntu, which is about the community that confirms and validates your identity. You know, yeah, um, exactly why. Yeah, that's <laughs> Emotion, we're like, I wish I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm just feeling really existential. <laughs> and then we were like, but how do the two coexist yeah. together? Yeah, that's a yeah. Part of we're like, we're yeah. stuck in these Western constructs, especially you all went to art school or something equivalent, in yourself mm-hmm. all the time and mm-hmm. how do you feel how do you relate how do you participate mm-hmm. how do you not but Ubuntu was like no there's no you it's us mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. Yeah. and then how are you navigating those two spaces mm-hmm. being black being African but also being in the global construct mm-hmm. because you were forced to think like mm-hmm. individuals because it's about you know we talked about the economy all of those yeah. things mm-hmm. how am I getting mine how am I going where the money resides all of those things but also how are we all going and then let's not even talk about black tax or then things there but <laughs> yeah. there's like these constant yeah. struggles of yeah. Yeah. the middle class uh, yeah. you know of like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. very I can't tell you what it feels like I'd love to speak to other people from some like that or based in other people but like to be black and Cape Tongan, to be yeah. born in Cape Town, I can't imagine. Yeah. it's complicated mm. because at the same time you kind of like, okay, like you're here calling you know whiteness out for its privilege, mm. but at the same time, what's the difference between you and that privilege mm-hmm. if we're accessing the same spaces mm-hmm. and benefiting from the same things? Mm-hmm. And so I had to like stop myself and. Just mm-hmm. be like, not that we're not here to hold people accountable for mm-hmm. their actions. We mm-hmm. owe it to cause to be doing yeah. that always. But it's also like looking at, but yo, how am I benefiting from mm-hmm. this? Like, what yeah. what do I look like as a colonial project? It's so weird because mm-hmm. growing up yeah. in in Pretoria, Joburg, I went to private schools with rich black kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like politicians, mm. children, like I my version of like rich and like wealth is black families. Mm. My father bought land in an estate, you know, with the dream to be a part of like this mm. black elite. Mm. But like we were just always like struggling to build a house. <laughs> and I was like, Man, you know, and I'm at these schools with these kids and like, you know, they 16 SLK yeah. rolling in and I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, why am I here? But I'm black, so <laughs> So there are many of us that are also, I think, moving around as if, um, that are moving around with that financial privilege or whatever. But I think, you know, again, we all have to be in this thing and we're all doing the best with what we have. Um, but there's, there's, 
there's a very specific way. Like I came to Cape Town not with the understanding that I'm any less than anyone here. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna come here. I'm mm. gonna have a good job. Mm. I'm gonna. Mm. I wasn't like, right. oh, put me. And I, yeah, like, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I came here like, you know what? Fuck it, fuck yeah. it up. I'm an, and um, I was so surprised by how dehumanizing like Cape Town can be. Mm. It's not coming for the money that you have, no matter no, where you are. It's, not it's coming for. <laughs> You. Oh, it's, literally, <laughs> it's literally, oh, and it's like natural edges. <laughs> your whole inside. Your whole inside. The two second rule applies. It's like everything you thought that you could, everything you believed in terms of yeah. of wealth, in terms of like yeah. of, of of in of agency of like safety. Because for me, like. Back in Joburg, I know exactly how I'm gonna get robbed, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get know, walk fast when you're in CBD, blah blah. Everybody knows what's going down. Yeah, oh, I'm like, I'm about to lose my life, most. <laughs> in new I'm ways, like, oh, every day. In new ways. Yeah. You know, I'm like, like you, you don't, don't even know, it's, know coming it's coming for you in, in the ways, biggest of suburbs. Day. So I'm like, there's there's a difference in 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 um. I can imagine growing up in Cape Town. It's like it's lit. I, I I think about this every day, raising a child in Cape Town. Who, now, do you think that's more of a mental struggle? Like, hmm. if we're talking about if your soul was praying. Yeah, no, like if we're talking about like things being taken from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's 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 layers to living here. Yeah. The mental, the yeah. spiritual yeah. things are taken from you. Yeah. That you don't even know were yours to claim in the first place yeah. until they've yeah. been taken. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the dignity. <laughs> yeah. Can I have that back? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's like you're saying, you understand Joburg. Or for me, who's lived in Zim in Malawi, mm-hmm. in the UK and here, I will say that this place to me takes more from your mental than it does anything else. Because mm. like I'll say, okay, Zim, you know how to think here mm-hmm. because the, the government and the way it's structured, you have to think on your feet, mm-hmm. you have to hustle, you have to be mm-hmm. creative, you have to be hopeful, you have to be multifaceted, mm-hmm. but you still love the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing. Anyone who ever leaves Zim, oh, I miss home. Yeah. But everyone else go, why would you miss that? But it's like, there's yeah. a mental thing that happens that strengthens you there. Mm-hmm. And then in Malawi, let's not even, <laughs> I love my nation, but we are complex. <laughs> Haven't figured it out yet. Nuance. But like it's a lovely nuance. It's a a lovely natural place to be. And so it fills you up in a different kind of way. But I've talked to her about how we do cues and all sorts. Mm -hmm. Let's not go there. (laughs) And then in England, it's so huge you can be anonymous. Mm -hmm. So nobody's actually checking for you Mm -hmm. ever because there's the rando punk, there's the rando this. Mm -hmm. But you're still navigating blackness. Let's not let's not ever sugarcoat Mm -hmm. Megan Markle. We can, you know, we understand what blackness (laughs) is there. Then you come here. And this is this weird place where it's like, I'm going to be a person that's going to be great. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But you go home and you're tired in your yeah. spirit and you don't your know spirit why. Is your spirit tired. is exhausted. Yeah. And Ooh. so what is like, how do you, how does one navigate mm. that? Like you're talking about Joburg, Pretoria. I'm talking about those places where physically you know what you need to do mm-hmm. to be okay. Yeah. But here it's like your physical is fine. You know, you've got Table Mountain, you've got beaches. Mm-hmm. Your physical is just free. Mm-hmm. But this place can't be guarded or, or yeah. protected. And I think, can I, yeah, I think that's interesting. Can I say the the main, the, the my point of sanity here in Cape Town, and I, I'm finding this in a lot of my peers, and it was revealed during lockdown level five, mm. isolation. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> 
directly to a friend or to go and do your direct beach praying mm. or to do your direct yes. this mm. but to be Solitude. out here and all the people and concerts you know? <laughs> when I'm enjoying I'm the messiest even because I'm just like ah, let's not ever come to Cape Town I'm like it's fine I'm mm. just gonna yeah. take you to school we're gonna come back yeah. we're gonna exist within mm. our house that's interesting and mm. that you know that like is community exactly yeah. so you know into it's also I think the, the plus side of it is it gives you an opportunity to plug in and plug out mm. at your will mm. you know what I mean like you know that like alone and within your own community as you mm. control mm. it you're able to achieve certain things yeah. you know the way you need to be spiritually mentally yeah. emotionally bodily yeah. um, but if you just think that you can be social up in here? No. Uh-uh. There's also something about, uh, and I don't know whether it's, I mean, if I say South Africa, then it's because I experience it through online media. Uh-huh. Um, and advertising becomes quite interesting in that regard. But from a Cape Town point of view, it's consumption of my body. Yeah. It's like when I leave the house, yeah. the spaces I occupy, the compliments that sound like compliments, but <laughs> like they just sound like, mmm, you are tasty, then yeah. you consume more food, yep. you know, like, it's that, uh-huh. it's, because there's the commodification of this thing that we are, and so here, I all, I almost feel like, I mean, success looks like something different to me every mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's you true. Know, like, mm. Here you can be successful. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that we can't thrive yeah. in Cape Town. We can thrive in Cape Town, but in Cape Town, it's prescribed mm-hmm. for to you already. Mm-hmm. It's like we want you, but we want you like this, this. and, and it's that you're not able to mold yourself exactly. So eroding, so mm-hmm. you can get stuck in mm-hmm. molding yourself into mm-hmm. that that because that that is within contradiction with your personal constitution, mm-hmm. especially in the industry. That's why you have so many contradictions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Within people. Yes. You're saying like, yeah, curators. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, right? uh, especially within the industry that we work in, there are so many, and no, I mean, there's what a compromise is, and then there is what, okay, I have no control or I don't feel like I'm negotiating mm-hmm. at this table. Mm. That is about me, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But I'll Trigger. just sit here uh-huh. anyway, yeah. you know, and I'll perform the thing that you want me to do. I won't be it. I'll uh-huh. perform the thing that you want me to do. So without fully committing, you don't go anywhere. No. You're just stuck in yeah. that one space of, oh my God, you did so well. I know. I, you know, we thought of you. First, let's be on top because, you know, there's always such a lovely way to wait. And so you're, you're, you're always yeah. that thing that is thought of because you represent something. And so yeah. you're consumed. You're not, there's no reciprocation mm-hmm. of, I'm coming in. This is the net value mm-hmm. of who I am. Mm-hmm. In terms of what I'm bringing into mm-hmm. the space, it is always chosen for you how you're going to show up. Yeah. And unless you're you're not showing up like 
uh, Soweto, uh, South African <laughs> yeah. If you're not showing if up, like uprising. A, if you're not showing up like you're <laughs> yeah. an uprising, you're not angry about it. Yeah. You're not mad about it. Yeah. I'd be mad. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be interested. 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 I'd be I'm mm. also just trying to be like you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have this coffee without thinking about where the next one's going to come up like oh, you. Yep. Yep. I'm also just trying to get this job without trying mm-hmm. to be extra. Mm-hmm. Now I must be out here on some 10 shit yeah. for mm-hmm. just to get the job. I've got to find words that I don't even use in my normal everyday. Mm-hmm. You know, like, fuck. Yeah. I'm also just... There's a, there's a, there's a girl... I ain't gonna call you out, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna call you by your name because I got. Yeah. Anyway, my mom raised me right. Was like, um, she had a problem with the fact that like, um, she showed me, she sent me this meme which was like a a joke or I don't know, like making fun of 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 the explosion that has come about with black figuration mm-hmm. painting and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was obviously, you know, untouched because I'm like, I'm within. <laughs> but I'm also just like, I don't know, being within it is, it's really cool to see this explosion Absolutely. also happen. And I'm like, how long have we been seeing the Renaissance bodies and the naked nude white bodies and like all these things? And now that there's an explosion of like black bodies, you are touched because you don't, you're not relevant anymore. Mm. So I think there's, Again, the isolation like removes that kind of like chat because it's always there. It's always like, why do you think you can be this person without directly saying Absolutely. it to you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, why do you so think? Justify your existence. Yeah, it's you? like, and also, don't you feel like it's ridiculous that you know there are some artists that you that we've worked with that are like they. The, the whole work is about questioning why all of a sudden being black is so popular and I'm like it's not about it being it's always been popular remember where you at and then secondly why are you so touched you're gonna have access anyway to the Either thing way. whatever work you make whether it's about me you being famous or whether it's about you sleeping on your bed invitation. you're gonna be relevant <laughs> all the time so why are you so touched you know what I mean um yeah, it's a weird, it's a it's a weird thing to negotiate because you leave here and the story is different. But then Enjoy do you it's understand about... what it, who you have to become mm-hmm. to be able to negotiate? Yeah. Do you understand the black body that you have to be in these spaces? Then that's like that's that spiritual uh, disruption. Yes. Of that. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. why I'm that's interested. Like the in, you yeah. either have to become. Um, uh, what is the opposite of context? Like, people must not be able to give context to what you are doing. Yeah. Because the people right now who are able to do this are the people that are the gatekeepers, mm-hmm. right? And so it's that they must be incapable of giving context to who you are, which means you have to disrupt, when, and which means you have to be radical. And I'm not talking about cute radical. I'm not talking about the radical that um, some... Vans is going to call up one day and say, we want you. You've really got to become that. And I don't know if there are artists whose practice are this. I know that there's a conversation around how, you know, how, how do you make certain artworks uh, commercial? Mm, you uh-huh. know? That's an interesting conversation. And it's also the space where I think that can happen. But in order for you to 
own 110% your body at that table, your voice at that table, your thoughts at that table. You've got to be the thing that they cannot describe. Mm -hmm. And that thing is not cute. And nobody wants to be not cute. (laughs) And so Um, we are all out here. You know, in some instances, are we showing up the way that they want us to show up, which means we've got a subtle bit of that melanin a bit. Mm-hmm. We... You know, I, I always feel the only and I was within. Ooh, I was within that, you that were, web. But not of and, it. <laughs> <laughs> but not of it. And I think I was I, I only got to the to the depth of it because I had such tunnel vision about exactly where it is I wanted to be. Also because I came in knowing that I deserve exactly what it is that mm. the other people had within that space. But my frustration was why is it taking me this long to get there when you got it on year one? You know what I mean? Do you understand that now? <laughs> so it became a thing of like really needing to engage back into my community, which for me is the answer to this whole topic that mm. we're talking about is the community. Um, I feel really pushes me, really gets me into a place where I'm like, I want to work for not like working for myself means working for my community mm. and in, 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 in me making money or in me making this it means that i get to support the the what the community is doing and then maybe a little part of that will grow into us being dependent on each other i know i'm dependent on so many people emotionally spiritually for that guidance for that information for that validation um um in order to not have this existential crisis that you know is on the other side like i don't i've had it and i was also just like you know when you have it and then you're like your mother say like, <laughs> what was like all your mothers that like took you to church every you know how we joke that our mothers yeah. are always like just pray yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. joke about it but it's so real yeah. it's so real it's so, this yeah. this like walking like doing a ritual every day the little things that you do the kind of movements that you make which is like what i'm what really i hold close to right now is looking at pictures of like mama's walking to work or like um like um dancing at a party or just sitting or like just a gesture that maybe within a, a Soweto uprising picture is someone's about to get shot but think of it in a different context mm-hmm. it's what you're saying it's exalting mm-hmm. give me that hope right now that mm-hmm. i need so i can stay in this fucked up position physical position yeah, that i'm in general. right now you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, on that note, everyone, it is twenty past four. Yo. Um, wow. Any closing? Yeah. How has the time? I think I know we can go for another hour. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> yeah. um, but any anything, Michael? Final thoughts or? I have just to say thank you, man. Thank you for thank you, Art Meets, for creating mm. a space to unpack. I think you know this is community. This is essentially mm-hmm. the community because yeah. it's not as if one isn't asking these questions or sitting with them in our oh. solitude, which we love. <laughs> you know, we're here for that level we, five. We, we are thinking <laughs> through these things, but yeah. you're absolutely right. I think there's no time other than now for the importance of this exchange and conversations. Mm. And I know that storytelling has been a marketing word that's been used now, but yes, we need to start telling mm. stories. Absolutely. And, and start having those exchanges mm. around the lingo. Mm. those are important and so I'm I'm here for that I have a funny anecdote of me and her in a conversation because I think I posted a picture 
my stories on my birthday of like me as a kid. Oh yeah, and your sister. Like me and my sister on like, just a couch. And then she goes, I have the same picture. <laughs> we probably have probably had the same picture. Same picture. And I didn't know what she meant, but she was like, you know, like. The sofas all look the same. Yeah. 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 Are you in the same outfit? Same outfit. Even though, like, either it's doily or it's just like yes. a cotton thing that you oh, yes. over the, the yeah. And she shared with me and I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> and then we kept on talking about, like, there's always these markers that exist in black households. Yeah. And I might even show you this photo. And like, I bet you guys have this in your house. Oh my you God. Someone <laughs> there should be a house. page where like weekly people just get to share a the very specific topic, like share the doily photo. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, you're loving you. No, you I love, love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yes. the recent picture of me and Tara that I drew. I was, I was like, this is the one. But I was like, you're going to, we're going to put this in space though. <laughs> or this. Literally. <clears throat> Like the, the yep, the little oh, cats the and little dogs. Yeah, yeah. Dogs yeah. Cats. yeah. beautiful yeah. moment. Like, and I, and I was thinking of it earlier, but that's my sort of anecdote about mm-hmm. making worlds, sharing the ones we've already existed mm-hmm. in, and connecting with people mm-hmm. like on a random. But like, yeah. the community exists, mm-hmm. and the archive exists, mm-hmm. and the lineage exists. Mm-hmm. We just need to find each other in it, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it with the question and ask. Can Ubuntu and existentialism coexist? Which is what I asked you when we started this. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can, but I think one Ubuntu soothes the ache of existentialism. Definitely. That's what I would say. I think Ubuntu oh, yeah. soothes the ache oh, of existentialism. Yeah. Because yeah, like this yeah. crisis does happen. Because we hear that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It does. I think... It, it's it's something that's beautiful. I mean, when it's happening, when it's happening, the real Makoya. I'm not talking about <laughs> the real, real. I'm talking about the Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm talking Ubuntu. I'm not yeah. Ubuntu. <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's Ubuntu's walking around these streets uh, that are like frantic. Yeah, right now. <laughs> Ubuntu, but it also comes in its forms. The real, real. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah, thank no, you. Thank you guys. Thank you for doing this. It would be good to do it in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this was actually very calming. Yeah. Like yeah. on Zoom. No. Zoom. Yeah. no. Um, wow, so that was a really incredible episode. I really enjoyed talking with Michael and Manyaku, who are just great artists, who gave us some really great insight. And the discussion on spiritualism and art was incredibly interesting. And I think a really great way to think of these two things that seem separate, but like can be together and can be held in one space. Thank you to Michael and Manyaku for sitting down with us and sharing their process um, and their practice with us. Uh, It was a really great way to think through existentialism and Ubuntu and the idea that they don't have to be separate, as you were just saying earlier, Paida. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode and that's it. Catch you on the internet next week.